Episode 28 of Troll 5R. This episode, we have guest host, Caleb, who's going to talk your ears off about the Paris Kotai. And as always, we answer all your listener questions. And we're back with episode 28 of Troll 5R. Uh, with me today is the ever presence, like a little growth on your side of your shoulder that you can't get off, uh, Sparks. Uh, I am not a growth. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, and we also have a, uh, a, a special guest today. Uh, this, this is a guy who, uh, he, he might not be able to win against Europeans that often, but he, uh, according to the stats, beat Anil not once, but twice in the same Kotai. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, hello, uh, my name's Calum. Uh, I'm one of the players down in the sweet southwest of the UK, known as Cornwall. It is really sweet, yeah. It's very rural, it's very um, backwards in some cases, uh, but it's lovely. You know, people come here on holiday, or they come here to die, one of the you, two. You fit right in, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm living in a per, pretty royal rural place now. Oh, nice, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I always say it's kind of like the, the, the Texas, uh, I guess, of, of the UK. It's Yeah, it's a little bit out of the way and rural and full of people that don't really want you here. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, as an aside, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. As an aside, someone is tapping repeatedly. There's like a oh. constant tapping noise. Uh, I, I hear that too. Okay, that would be, be me. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Fucking Caelan. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have one job come on to your first podcast ever and not be shit and you're already fucking up the, uh, the sound <laughs> that, that said Sparks is also still fairly robotic so I've, I've got some nerves I can't help myself you know <laughs> um, could, could be this crappy internet I have I gotta yeah. upgrade this Tell tell us about you. You you moved to from the cornfields of Nebraska to the bustling metropolis of Atlanta. How can your internet get worse? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not in Atlanta per se. I'm in a in a rural area. Wait, is Nebraska? I think they uh, film Walking Dead like 20 minutes away from here. Yes. Oh wow, I, I missed that one. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's probably quite easy to miss. It's just in the middle, and there's nothing there. So this was a this was a, a bit of a deal that we did while we we're in in France between myself and Anil. It was how many states can you name? It was it was five euros to get forty states, and I got to about twenty two, and then realised that there's a lot of states that I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Nebraska was one of them. Definitely, Nebraska was one of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you got Minnesota though, right? I got Minnesota, yeah, yeah, and um, I mean a fair few of the ones that uh, are in the northeast, which is not too bad, but yeah, certainly a lot of them that I missed the, as well. The, mm. the, the ones that are in civilization. 
Yeah, where most of the people live, and yeah, <laughs> when you look at a, a you know a, a map of the U.S., it's normally the ones that are just initialized rather than have the big text right across the the massive landmass that is the state. So. <laughs> yeah. So, what what have you been up to, Sparks? What are you doing with your life other than moving? No uh, one, no one uh, wants to hear about uh, that. <laughs> That's pretty much what I've been doing. Had a lot of going away parties though. Well. Wow. I hate parties. <laughs> what? Why do you hate parties? Well, they're full of people. Yeah, but they're right. people that you like. I don't like any people. That's why Darren doesn't go to parties. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, um, so me and Caleb have actually done something interesting with our lives. Uh, we went to some tiny shitty little EC. Um, actually, it wasn't that small in the end. It was, what, like 20, 30, 21 players? 20-ish, yeah. It was, that, was a, like, that was like the Nebraska EC. Yeah, EC is doing pretty well, actually. But um, that yeah. that EC went uh, really well because Killam did shit and no one played any games after the top eight, so... <laughs> I made top eight. <laughs> yeah, but you lost in the top eight. Well, they yeah, immediately conceded, and then it seemed as soon as I left, everyone else was like, "Yeah, we want to go home." Let's go home. <laughs> well, well, me and Anil sat down uh, like against different opponents in the top eight in that EC, and I sort of looked at him and thought, "Well, he's going to win his game really fast, so I'm just going to try and win my game faster." So I won my game in 12 minutes with a stronghold break, <laughs> and, and about four or five <laughs> minutes later, he smashed the stronghold of his opponent. And, <laughs> And then we both conceded our top four games, and then one of the guys who made the final conceded his final. So nice. He's um one of our new. It sounds like he had some. I was going to say it sounds like he had some massive competition there. I mean, it like the players there are, are reasonable in general, but um, uh, like me and Neil were top of Swiss, so we were playing against people who went like three two or two two or. Three, like Very I think we two two. I think we played against uh, like the guy I played against went two two in Swiss. So I assume the guy Neil did as well went two two in Swiss. Oh, because it it padded out to a top eight because of the way the rules are. So, mm. um, but uh, it was quite funny because oh, we we every everyone everyone in the top four were trying to other than the guy who actually won uh, were trying to concede. So. The guy was actually against Anil in the top four. After he'd said, oh, I can see to Anil, and Anil was like, no, 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 I can see to you, I'm going, you can have the final. He turned to me and was like, okay, I can see to you. I was like, you're not even in my bracket, I've already conceded the guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, the guy that I think Anil conceded to in the top four was one of our new local players. He's just um, literally kind of about a week before, uh, we, we were playing in our local store, um, explained the idea of L5R and he was like, oh, this sounds good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, came uh, along, made the final of an E. Beat, yeah. a, beat Anil in the top four of an EC and <laughs> made the final. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Oh, Caleb, you forgot to mention what clan you play. Oh, yeah. So, well, at, at the moment I, I'm playing Phoenix, but I, I feel like very imminently I'll be changing across the crane. Um, to the point where I've even actually made the the Discord change into the into the Crane channel now. Ba- basically, he's just bandwagoning the best clan. What? Fe- Phoenix oh, are the best clan, and he's eyeing up the eyeing up the Crane pack and just going, <laughs> "Yeah, you know what? 
I, I want a piece of that <laughs> hot action. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been playing Phoenix since, um, well, since Line basically were never got anything in Imperial. I was getting kind of down on it when I started um, playing Line to start with. And then the Phoenix pack came out, so I thought, oh, this, this seems like, mm-hmm. you know, more interesting fun cards, so I'll play that. And I've been playing it since then. So that's what, like a year now, I think, since the Phoenix pack came out? Yeah, to be fair, yeah, you were playing Phoenix last mm-hmm. year. I'll, yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you that one. I played Phoenix last year in, in Birmingham. So yeah. How how did that go? Right. I went, went really well. I made top sixteen last year in Birmingham. Cool. That's yeah. cute. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah no. I <laughs> I forgot you did quite well actually last year. So. Yeah. 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 Hmm, good for you. Thanks. So uh, always forgets when people do well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Um, so, uh, what happened then? We went to Paris. Yeah, Paris was great. We there was like this whole Grand Cotai. That was a real Cotai, right? Two, a Grand Cotai with two hundred ish players, I think. Uh, no, slightly less. There's mm-hmm. hundred hundred and sixty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, uh, still still good size. Well, Caelan's here because we don't invite winners onto this podcast, so um, uh, spoiler alert, he didn't win. Who who won that one? uh, Who did win that one? Was it Nuggets? Nuggets. Nuggets Nuggets. Never heard of him, but everyone keeps yelling Nuggets at me when I ask who he is, so I I assume he's Nuggets. He did tell me his name because I played him in the top (laughs) eight. Uh, I'm I'm almost certain his actual name is Tom, I want to say. He's one of the uh, Swiss players who was in the Swiss Discord World Championship and I think was in the finals or the semi-finals. So, yeah, a good player. Um, That's cool. All right. Yeah. I'm glad to... Uh, but not to be confused with McNuggets, right? Yeah, he's not a McNuggets. He's more of a well, Burger King Nuggets, I think. Is that what they're called? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um... Uh, my I, so t- so tell us why you didn't win, Darren. Oh well, what happened was, um, yeah, I I, I guess I could, I could tell you how how my uh my tournament went. <laughs> I guess so. First, I played two scorpions, uh, and then I played four phoenix in a row, uh, <laughs> which what is is kind of fine. Because my deck is supposed to have a really good matchup against both of those clans. Um, and I did smash through three of the Phoenix, and then I fucked up, uh, the last turn against, basically I was 4-1, so it was like winning in against a 4-1 Phoenix. And I just fucked up. I, uh, I didn't realize it was that close to time, so I overinvested fate into a character, uh, which meant I was one fate short when we, basically when time was called of either gaining one honor to win the honor of tiebreaker or like go go in and get in a ring to win the favor uh both of which would have won me the game because we ended on exactly equal honor with exactly equal province breaks um yeah (laughs) to the point where like i actually attacked his fourth province not a stronghold on that last turn because i was like well i need to resolve this honor gaining ring not let his crow murray fire so uh (laughs) i just attacked some other fucking province (laughs) um but yeah no i uh i 
in in the game I lost in day two because I went four one in the proving round as well. Uh, it was the same. Thing. I overspent by one fate right at the end. Um, so what I learned is I need to manage my fate a lot better. But what I also learned is French players look at you very confused when you put a Mandarin copy of above question on their character and then can't explain in French what it does and they don't understand enough English to understand what you're trying to say when they try to supernatural storm their guys. That was a bit of a, a meta-defining card, wasn't it? I'm going to be saying quite a lot of times that Phoenix players were just looking at above question and going, why are you putting your attachment on my guy? It's like, oh, dude, yeah. you don't understand. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I've, I've told Korean players this ages ago, no one's fucking done it. Uh, I expected loads of Phoenix, and I faced four Phoenix in a row, so I'm, I'm happy with my choice. Uh, it was the easily, like, my best card of the day. I just <laughs> stick this on. They look at me really confused, and then after a bunch of very difficult cross-language explaining, they generally just went, uh, put, put their hand, stop looking at their hand, just put it down the table and went, yeah, I guess I pass. <laughs> I, think we did that in, um, I think we did it in Minnesota. And you, you attached it to one of my guys and I went, why Why have you done that? And then I looked at my hand and went, oh, oh, that, that's a bit irritating. <laughs> so that's yeah. the point where I'm going, okay, against Crane, I know I have to keep my let goes, not for your uh, katanas and fine, and, uh, you know, yeah. Plans. Which which is why, like, that was the other thing, is if they were using their, like, I could save my let, uh, my cancels mostly for let goes at that point, because, like, um, if you can't do anything, I don't have to care about counterspelling anything else. Um, but also, it means mm. my spyglasses and talismans, which I was playing, were nice and safe. So, uh, yeah, no, it, it should have gone really well. I should have won that game, and I think I'd have done well in the cut, but I was ill as fuck that weekend as well so I don't know that's a lot of excuses yeah <laughs> but Kaelin made top 8 so, so, so tell Kaelin we know how yeah yeah T- yeah um, tell us so... how <laughs> tell us uh, all the games you won by the way <laughs> well I was on stream uh, for one of them which was great against the Lion player who ended up getting Hatsumoto uh, I played another Lion player and a couple of Scorpion players I think uh, and a Phoenix Mirror and then uh, I was in the four and one bracket, uh, you know, kind of scared that I wasn't going to make the cut because you need five and one to cut. And um, worried looked, you might I, have to play against me. I know. I, I was, yeah. So I looked down um, on Lotus Pavilion because the French people are clever and play on Lotus Pavilion. Um, and uh, I see it's a Neil who had gone five and zero oh at that point, and I was like, oh shit <laughs> essentially um and, and yeah i looked up to neil and he was speaking about the whole weekend that you know he wasn't ever going to kind of uh gatekeep people out of the uh the cut so he very graciously conceded um to, to get me five and one um and him put him on five and one um i i yeah. think you mean he conceded because he opted not to play the game not to ensure you made the cut because that would be collusion. Oh, that is very true, yeah. So he, yeah, basically graciously just agreed to concede, uh, which, which was nice of him. Um, and then, yeah, so went out for the evening, kind of uh, had a good time, came back. Uh, we sat around the table and worked out the bracket, or what we thought was the bracket, with the Shogun. Um, came back the next day and realized that we can't count to 19, because that was the bracket. And turns out the top 16 match was me versus Anil again. Um, which, which so, so you got to have a real game then? Uh, no. 
<laughs> no, no, we didn't. Uh, again, we, we kind of uh, talked it through. Uh, we, we were essentially playing exactly the same deck, aside from, I think, two cards in the, in the end of it. Um, there, there's a two-card difference between mine and Neil's deck. Um, and he just explained that rather than um, an American player having to uh, take potentially take the Grand Kotai win, he wanted more Europeans to go through as a European event. And again, graciously said, um, you know, you're a friend. I don't want to kind of stop you doing that. So, I'll, you know, I'll concede again, which was nice. So he was scared he was going to lose to Europeans and, and conceding <laughs> gets a, him out a dumbest of that, right? excuse. No, I, I think it was a very gracious and, and friendly thing to do. Uh, what was what was great was the uh, the Discord channel um, was uh, not up in arms, but certainly questioning why Anil was just giving free wins away. Um, <laughs> and uh, the great John Butler just came in and said, "Well, he's done it because friendship is magic," uh, which I thought was was a really fitting quote, uh, John, to say, "Look, it doesn't matter why Anil's conceded; he just wanted to, and that's what he's done," uh, which is nice. And to be fair, because uh, I was chatting to, um, I don't think it was a French guy. It was what it, it was some European guy. They're all foreign after Brexit, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was chatting to one. And he was like, "Oh, I don't know about that. That sounds very uh, dubious." So I was like, "Look, I was fucking sat in front of them. Caleb never even asked for Neil to concede. <laughs> Caleb was like, shit, this is gonna be a hard match.' And, yeah. and then Neil just went, oh, I concede.' Like." unsolicited right so yeah, yeah exactly i mean i i even said to him like, are, are you sure because he, he said initially like oh, I'm, I'm probably just gonna concede um and i, I wasn't ever going to take him but you know just saying it until he actually did agree to it um and then yeah we kind of sat down for the top 16 he was like yeah good game uh, <laughs> and uh yeah we sat there and watched some other games and, and chilled out and then my top eight game um so my first game of the day um after lunch, so you know, everyone sat down at eight thirty to start playing. I actually played my first game at about two o'clock. So you're um, you're lovely and well rested. Yep, yeah. You, you haven't you haven't played a game for like twenty four hours. <laughs> yeah, I was uh completely not uh you know, mind stretched in any kind of way. I hadn't done my warm ups and uh, sat right next to uh, Nuggets, who uh you know we obviously found out we eventually won. Looked down at his list and just went, "This is a very." boring crab deck um but again one of the hardest matchups for for that phoenix deck <laughs> um and yeah we, we played it out and i made a lot of mistakes uh and and yeah he, he did very well and, and played the game well so i went on to win so yeah that was my that was my run <laughs> so you so you went 4-1 and then just skipped your next couple of games into the top eight and then didn't even fucking win that yeah i hopped skipped and jumped through so, on so uh, on friendship alone you, and- you actually went 4-2 is what you're saying uh, essentially, yeah, I essentially went four three overall. Um, you know, <laughs> and you got me on this on this podcast, so you know I must be a good player at some po- at some point. I mean, this podcast is made of we me and Spark. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, you make a good point. <laughs> we we ain't no uh, imperial <laughs> advisor. We're not inviting any winners on. I don't think they got any winners on anyway. I think um, my most enjoyable game was definitely one on stream, though. That was really good. Uh, so I played against a Lion player um, who managed to see, uh, I think, all three charges on Matsu 7th Legion and two Tutoris. And I think those, at least two... Those at are least good two charge targets. targets. Yeah, really good charge targets. And at least two Spirit Callers. Oh, those are good uh, Spirit Caller targets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so that was a hard... I mean, <laughs> it was it was an interesting match. Um, How did you think, win? Because Lion are OP. We've learned that since... 
Well, it turns out that Phoenix is much more OP than you know. Putting even putting Dottori on on the uh, restricted list um, doesn't mean that Phoenix can't win. So, I mean, you say that um, Phoenix are more OP. Li- are you li- tapping again, Kalen? Yeah, stop tapping, Kalen. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> you you say that. <laughs> You. you you say that Phoenix are more OP than Lion, but uh, how many Kotai's have Phoenix won in the last few m- couple of months, and how many Kotai's have Lion won in the last month? Haven't Phoenix won like two or three Kotai's? Alright, in the last two weeks then. Oh, okay, Lion have won a Kotai, and Crane haven't. Yeah, Crane, <laughs> Crane haven't won any Kotai ever. Line have won more overall Kotai's since the start of the game than Crane, with their one Kotai win. <laughs> yeah, but it's a Kotai win and and a Worlds win for Lion, and it's just a it's just a oh, Worlds yeah. win for Crane. Yeah, so Lion are next to get smacked with restrict list, right? I, I think so. Yeah. And Crane will have Guest of Honor taken off it. Sure, sure. So, do you think, KLM, because you were at the tournament? Do you think Europe had adapted better to dealing with Phoenix than America seems to have done, or do you think it's just a fluke that there were no good Phoenix players at Paris? I think there were some good Phoenix players. It was interesting to see that a lot of Scorpion players adapted at least one and potentially two uh, Yugo Kikie. Um Oh, then- Scorp- Scorpion massively overperformed as well, though. Didn't they have like a 19 or 20% cut qualify rating? So yeah, there was what like thirty Scorpion players, and I think uh, was there was there four or five in the in the in the top sixteen, and then there was at least four in the top eight or three in the top eight. So yeah, they performed really really well um, overall. Uh, yeah, yeah, they did really really well. But I mean, I don't think the I mean, I think Europeans have adapted well because they knew that Phoenix was going to be big, so they made a lot of meta choices in their decks to counter Phoenix. Um, rather than just playing what is good, they played what is good with cards taken out for Phoenix. I'll tell you what, though. I know you and uh, Anil and the, the newest Phoenix decks, they've dropped like Feral Ningos, right? Yeah. yeah. That was one of the questions they asked me about why why am I not playing Feral Ningos? And it's, uh, for the longest time, I was like, I don't really know why I'm dropping this really good 3-2 body that I can play for free. Um, and then after you know putting Eugenia in the deck, you realise that actually you don't you don't want to go water anymore. Like if you could go water, you'd rather go void. See, I I get why he's been dropped, even though like it shows how fucking broken a clan is that they go oh a zero cost three two nah. But um <laughs> that that guy was actually probably the best guy any Phoenix has played against my deck because if I above question yet their three fated guy, they're like cool. Drop this three two in for free and start pumping him instead because I'm yeah. never kind of above question that guy. I'd be like, fuck's sake. Whereas <laughs> at least like the non Ningyo version, basically all you've got are the uh, shrine maidens. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you, you also got the Jimbos in there, so you can use your Jimbos if you need to. Oh uh, yeah, but I mean, if you have mass fate on your Jimbo, I'm not scared about blocking him as well. I mean, the Jimbo definitely did work as well. Um, yeah, I, just I, stopped. I, I, I just pulled my headphones off. <laughs> the the Yajimbo, I never understood why he fell out of Phoenix decks in the first place. Like, I know he wasn't a Shigencha, but I was like, he's just a free fuck you every turn. So, I think it was mainly because, like you said, it wasn't a Shigencha, and 
uh, people were trying to like get a, a, a critical mass of Shigenjo the deck to make their spells more effective. Um, and then it kind of has evolved into the point where you realize you don't need that anymore. And actually, what you'd rather do is uh, play one Shigenja a turn, but that Shigenja is going to have three to five fate on it. So by the time it gets to turn four, turn five, you still got your, your turn one play in play. Um, and then with a the Jimbo as well, suddenly your, your turn one play is still available and safe. Yeah. To be fair, that was my other meta choice against Phoenix was kill him before they they get the ridiculous late game because um, uh, like I had all the stand in the world with like three Gaijin customs and movement in and out of conflicts and magistrate station stuff. So I was like, if I kill him before turn four, then I probably well, uh, of course I win the game. But I was like, I need to aim to be breaking the stronghold turn three, or I'm fucked. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even even if you get on the stronghold, it's still a problem. You know, I think the the lion player that was playing um, broke two turn to turn one, and then his third one turn two and attacked Kurimori. Um But again, if you haven't got a board, you're never going to break it because it was especially against lion or crane. Well, yeah, like is there well, polter? well, lion and unicorn is really good against. I don't think it's actually that good against crane anymore. Like the the core personality base of crane decks now is like. Three Doji Challenger, perfectly balanced stats. Three Kaizen, pretty balanced stats. Three Toshimoko, pretty balanced stats. Yoshi is still a six nine if he's honored, so like he's still big military. Like I, I think if they've made if they've made mistake of like um, investing heavily in a political rival, yeah. Um, suddenly, you know, you, you've you've won. You know. I mean, that's just a crane play being bad, right? If they're like, oh, Karori Murray's definitely under there. Let's put four fate on this political rival and swing. <laughs> yeah, true. This, and then, this guy uh, will the, surely be useful. The, the same problem with, with anyone against against Phoenix at the moment is you, you can invest a lot of fate into your Doshi Challengers and your Toshimokos. All it takes is for a Master Gishitoshi to run into their province and then they consume by five fires and the crane player's got nothing to do against it. Um because they can't voice of honor because of the uh, master Kishitoshi, and then all of their guys die, and that that's the game at that point. You know, they're never going to recover unless they can break the stronghold that turn. Yeah, yeah. Dick. Yeah, uh, unfortunately against Crab, um, they can survive because you know they just reprieve or iron mine or or add fate onto guys or do whatever they want to do. So. Um, that's did, why the, the matchup's quite difficult. I did it. notice the the Dragon Miramoto Daisho deck. That there's a couple of them floating around now that have added Good Omen into the deck because they can guarantee getting the lower bid, and then they're just like, "Cool, yeah, you consumed. I'll just put fate back on my guy." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did it with the, the local meta uh, with, with Steve in our, our local group, and we added one, and then we, we tested it a couple of times and realised it worked beautifully because uh, you just Daisho for the their two to your one, and then a good omen. Um, and yeah, then I think he's gone after two good omens now, just to stop consumed by five fires, ruining his board. He just keeps Satomi and and uh, right Tugu alive for an extra turn. But that's that's enough. That's all you need to do. You know. I mean, I can't take piss too much out of your not actually winning anything in Paris because uh, I've made for the first time ever. I I didn't get cut at the halfway point of the Discord league, so uh, I've made the Discord like main bracket this time, uh, having gone zero two in group stages. 
Yeah, yeah, we were, we were grouped together, weren't we? We, uh, we had a grand total of three people talking in our group, <laughs> um, played all our games, and then, yeah, you lost both of yours and still managed to cut, which I thought was incredible. We had four people drop. Uh, I, I went five, I went five two, so it must have been five drops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I went zero two and just like, oh, you're five two, Darren, congrats. <laughs> Seems strong. Seems strong. Sparks, why aren't you playing the Discord League? Um, because oh, there you <laughs> I suck. I suck at online game. Yeah, so do I. I went zero two. <laughs> like I just told you, it's the easiest thing to do. All you have to do is show up, and you can take the cut. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, Paris. That was a good time. Uh, had some yeah. lovely dinner. Met some lovely foreign people. Um. Made uh, made one person really annoyed at my uh, complete mix of uh, seven or eight languages in my deck. <laughs> I always tried to play the English would, version that'd first. That'd be annoying. I, like, if I had an English and a Mandarin above question in hand, I would attach the English one first to be nice to them. But if I've only got the Mandarin one, there's, I'm not going to not play it, so... Oh, I also had to explain what Kaizen's Duel did to someone, because uh, I, I got my Mandarin Kaizen. <laughs> and, and he was like, I I don't know what that does. I was like, oh, well, I trigger it now, so <laughs> you're going to have to work it out. So here's some secret tech for everyone that listens to the <laughs> podcast. If Darren ever plays his, his Mandarin above question on you, you know he hasn't got a second one in his hand. <laughs> that's not true in uh, that. That's not true in English events because I can explain <laughs> it better. Only because we're in France and like I had opponents who clearly like we were struggling to communicate. Um, a couple, me and a couple of my opponents. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, I, I'm not gonna um, say it was a huge problem because at the end of the day, I think every single opponent that I played that was not from England. Um, apologize for their poor English, yeah. and it's like you're, you're apologizing in English. Like your English is better than my French, and, or and we're in fucking or... France. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I am sorry, I can't talk your language as good as you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, so I, I, mean, I, I, I really appreciate the, uh, the the fact that the French are able to communicate reasonably well in English. Um, and it made a lot of my games a bit easier. I learned some nice French phrases. I know Anil ahead of time learned how to say, you can't play that, I have to dacker. <laughs> but uh, I, I picked up... I, 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 I don't know. Uh, I, I picked up less <laughs> less specific phrases, like, uh, I now know that military is militaire. <laughs> which which is quite easy to remember <laughs> and uh oh bon chance instead of good luck that that's my culture for the what year. about political uh i just said political yeah <laughs> I, I can't do more than that yeah i mean i, I really enjoy paris um I, i'm actually going to say that i enjoy paris more than what i enjoyed worlds um, and that was mainly because there was actually something to do outside of the event room. Are you saying Minnesota in the middle of November <laughs> is not full of amazing things to do? 
Yeah, well, yeah, I am. Yeah, because because Astrid managed to find a whole day of going to a zoo while we're out there. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did the zoo as well. It was it was nice, and it, actually, it wasn't that nice. It was it was fine. Um, it yeah, it it was nice to go around Paris. Like uh, I spent Friday uh, around the Louvre, and then Monday uh, went around with some other players and did. Um, Eiffel Tower and Arc de Triomphe oh. and lots of other cool what, stuff. So that was what really boring good. Monday. I went to Disneyland on Monday. Yeah, I think I'll do Disneyland next year if I get back to Paris. It um, wasn't too bad. Like we uh, Tickets on the gate, I mean, this isn't particularly interesting L5R content now, but uh, <laughs> tickets on the gate for <laughs> Disneyland Paris, and there were big queue for that, was selling for 104 euros per person. Oh, damn. Um, I bought my I bought the tickets online about f- three days before we left, uh, and spent forty three pounds per person entry, uh, which is still not super cheap. But I was like, forty three quid each is is not bad for Disneyland, right? I don't know, like an average theme park will, will set you back like maybe thirty quid. So going to Disneyland is for forty three isn't isn't That's bad. You're expecting, you're expecting to buy like some tax for you know Mickey Mouse ears. I mean, the like a burger and chips was twenty three euros, so I, I, they're making money that way. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that. That was absurd. Yeah. Um. So I'm bored of Paris now. Should we move on? I think so. Sparks. Sure. Okay. You you got any questions for Caleb about Paris before we move on? No. Go ahead. Okay. So, uh, uh, they, uh, FFG released a, uh, a short story, and, uh, finally, after teasing Unicorn players for fucking, like, a month and a half of, uh, oh, Crane no Huiji is, you'll just have to wait for Jagatai, and not showing it in any preview articles between now and then, finally previewed Mato Jagatai for them. I think even when, um, when when Tyler was on stream actually playing his, his like uh, crane versus unicorn, one of the one of the uh, guys in the kind of edit actually gave him Chagatai to show the camera, and there was a part where he just went, no no no, they're not ready yet. And just, <laughs> just like, <laughs> just like <laughs> we can't show them yet. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, chat. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, they finally got it. At least. So Chagatai is pretty good, right? So he's a 9-5 for 14 gold. He has two uh, personal honor. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, negate your unicorn clan personality's movement from other <laughs> players' action while they are in Chagatai's army. And he has absent remote tireless battle. Even if Chagatai has been in an attacking army during battle resolution <laughs> this phase, move him to the current <laughs> battlefield. If he is now opposed, straighten him. So what, what do we think? <laughs> I, I like him, and I also like that later on he's going to get an armor that uh, that is also really really strong. So. Oh, we we have sneak sneak spoiler of Chagatai's armor, by the way. Yeah, Ooh. it's it's a plus five plus zero for ten, and uh, it, it's got a reaction to negate bowing destruction or movement of the personality from the actions effect, and also bow you can bow the armor <laughs> to uh, straighten the character and move them to the battlefield, and has absence and remote. I didn't realise that you could straighten them as well as move into the battlefield. Oh man, well, it, was, really it was straight and all move. Uh, it wasn't both. Okay, yeah, but yeah, you yeah. could do the movement as 
someone's updated all these old Oracle fucking card effects. It was just straight in or move, but uh, it has absence and remote, so you could do the movement even if you weren't there. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, because it, it basically just always went on Hidakuon and no one else. I mean, I put on Crane Guys quite a lot, to be fair. <laughs> it's got four focus value. That's fucking gold. <laughs> Alright, so, so Mot Attackatai, new Mot Attackatai, though, is, is pretty good, though, right? Uh, he's the same thing, right? He just you break a province and then he stays standing and then he goes and breaks another province. Mm. I, I honestly, I'm really looking forward to. Um, like, I, I immediately thought, how can you abuse this? And with the new Iron Kingdoms uh, unicorn, the Rhino, and potentially breakthrough, you could you could break three provinces before your opponent is able to attack you, which I thought was really funny. Um, that, is, that is quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you buy the unicorn, you. Charging tags, um, and then break break again, and then use HMT to destroy the rhino and, and break again. You have to rhino on the second one because breakthroughs only on the first one. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So you can you can rhino. Yeah, you can rhino on the second one. So, Sparks, you were ready to lose three provinces before you've had a chance to move. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Some someone pointed out that that would be quite pricey, I think, right? Not really. I'm using that Armitage quoted a person on the FFG boards about Chagatai and how like uh, <laughs> oppressive he is. Oh yeah, apparently and now Chagatai, he's reprinted. Chagatai is so oppressive that he caused uh, <laughs> someone to get beaten up and have his card stolen or something along those lines. Uh, citation needed. <laughs> oh right, it's this yeah. new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like something that was like written on copy pasta years ago, <laughs> and it's just uh, <laughs> like kind of accentuated into ridiculousness. I mean, there was always fun, weird stories that clearly weren't true, but somehow ran through the community. Right, there was the time that apparently, uh, allegedly, and this definitely didn't happen. Just to. Uh, cover that, uh, that Ling punched a kid who was playing Pokemon in the bathroom while he was at a Kotai. <laughs> that, that was apparently a thing that I, happened. I was actually at that Kotai. Oh, nice. <laughs> so did I, it happen? <laughs> um, no, he didn't punch a kid, but he made a kid cry. <laughs> and it wasn't Pokemon, he was playing L5R. Oh, okay. And Ling was pretty Ling was pretty lit. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds that sounds pretty awful. We just have um, Matt Green as, as all yeah, of our punching up kids go. Yeah, no, Matt Green is a hundred percent of our legends uh, in the UK. Yeah, that's all our that's all our legendary Kotai plays is normally done by Matt Green. For for anyone who wants to know one of those legendary Kotai plays, he uh, he played a Kotai Swiss on a Saturday. Uh, up in Sheffield, which is like the opposite side of the country to London. Took a train, which is to London, which is like five hours, I think, four or five hours. Mm-hmm. Partied all night in London, got the train back in the morning, and then played in the cut of the Kotai, and got quite deep in that cut. <laughs> and all won. I can't remember if that was the year he won. He, but... he didn't win. No, he didn't win, but I think, I think he made like top four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did well. Yeah, but you've never made any plays like that, Sparks. No, I no, can't. Sorry, wait. I muted my mute. My, my I muted my mic. I had a sneeze. 
<laughs> Still on air, you, just, you can you can edit. Just rather not if I don't have to. Yeah, I mean we're we're a bit late recording compared to when this was previewed, so everyone else has in in detail analyzed March Agatai. Uh, anyone think they have any hot takes? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> um, hot takes. He'll he'll be. Everyone will play him because it's Mata Chagatai, and then he'll soon get replaced by something better uh, that's already been released, but I think people just realise he doesn't actually do anything, whereas Mata Juro or Kaze Regulars actually does something. Do they even play Mata Juro now? No, but I'm sure they will when they've got like 10 fate a turn. Yeah, maybe. I think this. I think maybe he's less good out of the new Stronghold. And the new stronghold is way better. Mm. So I, I think um, no, the, like, the core stronghold is shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Thanks for that insight, Sparks. <laughs> I think we're talking about HMT oh, and uh, oh. Shiro Shinjo, though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Look, your microphone's shit. If you're gonna pipe up, you've got to do more than just <laughs> yell that the core fucking unicorn stronghold shit. <laughs> it is shit. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, you know? how's how's the core spider stronghold <laughs> looks, fucks? It's badass. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I think Trax is good. He he's it's really cool that he's in the game. I'm more excited. This is how bad it is. I'm more excited to like read stories about Mata Chagatai than to actually see him hit the board as a unicorn player. Like um, I'm excited to uh, not that I've been reading any of the stories, but I'm more excited to read the stories of Chagatai uh, with uh, authors who aren't Sean Carmen. So yeah, very good point. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so sure about this because I wasn't too much into the lore, but is this like kind of early for Chagatai to show up in the story? If if we were doing the same as the old story, then yes. Yeah, because oh, okay. previously there was his dad, but I I think it's fine. Like I think unicorn players would just be like down like disheartened if they had to wait for Chagatai because everyone like, unicorn players love Chagatai and they love his story, so why not just bring him in now and be like, yeah, cool, it's your boy, he's back, let's do this. Yeah, it could, it could be oh, Harris, but like... Fuck I, that, spider players like Daigatsu, he's not there. Yes, no. he is. Yes, he is. He's there, just doing his thing. <laughs> and also, no one likes Daigatsu, he's shit. He just like, moustache-twirling fucking comedy caricature of a villain. He was the worst. No, you're thinking, you're thinking of the Shadow Dragon. Yeah, mm. make Ayuchiban great again. Has <laughs> Ayuchiban even fallen at this timeline? <laughs> yeah, there's still a two. <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't know. Like, I barely follow. <laughs> I, I don't know what happens in the story. I just want to play cards. So. Yeah, yeah. Fair. <laughs> um, talking of playing cards, man, we're good at segues. Um, <laughs> The, uh, they, they announced their new organized play stuff for o- open play in the Emerald Empire. Ooh. So uh, uh, we're actually more or less on time for, for looking at this announcement. It was only a couple of days ago. They're, they're now they're, they're selling open, good. open play kits to, 
to stores. Five quid per kit. Each kit supports eight players for a month or three months or something. I don't fucking know. Um, and uh, yeah, you basically you just do open play. There's no competitive aspect, and you get some actually playable promos. Well, fairly Finale. playable promos. What do what do we think of this? I, uh, I really hope they have an announcement where there is like a more store level competitive element because I have been enjoying the store level competitive elements but then I guess I'm a competitive player this is kind of an, uh, an introduction into let's get new people into the game um, I, I mean we've been quite lucky recently that we've had a massive influx of new players um, the so- um I mean, that's why they're talking about, well, you fight with wooden swords, right? They're like, go on, bring some shit decks to fight the noobs with. Yeah, bring your Banzai Garden or Bonsai Gardens and, yeah. Hey, um, that, that deck was legit. I played with y- it at Worlds. Your Kabuki Heroes and... Yeah. Uh, hey, Kabuki Hero and Hyper Fashion are, are sick. Also, Wandering <laughs> Ronin is, has a place in a couple of decks. Yeah, yeah. Fuck okay. every everyone. Everyone who just names bad cards and is like, "Cause unplayable." There aren't that many cards that are that unplayable that you can't make them work. I, I think this is exactly this is the format you want to play this cards in, which is nice. It's interesting. I, I know fuck you! I are. went five nil in NEC with height of fashion. All right, but that's not six nil, is it? N- no, it's five nil and then lost in the cut to someone who went three two. There you go. Who went on to win the event? Having lost twice as more many games as me, <laughs> that seems fair. Not that I'm salty. Um, yeah, it's, it's a nice format. Um, I just hope there's something else. Like it's a, I'd like to see a this or this for store level. Like so, you can do one or the other. So or, I did this ask, and this. Yeah, this and this would be nice. I did ask um, uh, somewhere around this announcement. I tagged like all the people who work in organized play that I knew, and I was like, we, we still have organized play, right? And uh, we've been told, or they're, like, they're like, oh, it's not, like, announced and stuff. I don't think the season kits and shit are going away. Like, this is a, this is an additional thing, not a uh, no more tournaments thing. <laughs> okay. That's, so, that's... so stores should still have tournaments. Yeah. And I guess this is, this is nicer for the smaller stores, that they don't have to spend... You know, thirty to forty pounds on a on a season kit. They can spend, you know, ten to fifteen pounds or, t- or twenty quid on a on a smaller kit for maybe only four players, which would be nice. What is also interesting is uh out of these six cards they posted, two of them are elemental locks, which is just weird. But um, uh, five of them were in decks that were in the top cut in Paris, so you know they're all playable cards. True. True. Prospitten's a bit more niche, but Feast or Famine is really hard to slot in decks nowadays. I like full arts, though. It's nice. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of looking for... Because I, I think I've... Um, maybe in the, I don't know what it's like in the US, Sparks, but certainly in the UK I'm getting to the point where I'm actually kind of saturated on, on Elemental Championships now. Like, I want something that isn't an EC... Uh, I have so many like I've managed to sell off a couple of those sets of provinces and shit I just have I still have like three more sets sat at home I'm like well I guess these are mine like I'm still going to go to the ECs because they, they draw a good number of players in and that's good um, but in terms of like well the ECs are, are comparison to like regionals though right 
They they're supposed to be, but basically any store in the UK who asked for one got one. So whereas like places like America and some EU places they are effectively regionals. Uh, the UK has mm. just got like a billion of them. Like mm. I'm I'm pretty sure I've been to, I think I've been to five. Well, I've been to three, and I could have gone to a fourth one quite happily. Yeah, I've been to four or five, and I've got at least one, maybe two more to go, so... Mm. Yeah. And see, I like to think of the ECs as, like, uh, the older Kotai's for the old game. Mm. I wouldn't say so. Like, England only had, what, three Kotai's? Two Kotai's. Yeah, and now, and now we've basically got one. So we haven't really lost a huge amount. Um, it, yeah, America's issue with the Kotais is they actually do have less, and a lot of them are gated behind cons and shit. But that's yeah. supposedly changing. But like yeah. they announced, they announced that we're basically going to get the the real uh, track OP track uh, at some point. But uh, it t- locked into that announcement about how Worlds is invite only, so fuck you, casual players. Uh, there was like the whole we're we're going to have Kotai's in addition to like store champs, regionals, nationals, continentals. Mm-hmm. So that's good, right? Yeah, more, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's good. All right. Um. Well, that's enough of that. What's left? I don't remember what else I'm supposed to... What is left? ...we could talk about. I mean, we we blitzed through this. Actually, we haven't. We've been talking quite a while, so... Uh, we still got lists of questions. All, all 130 of them. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's just jump into them. Let's start from the bottom. Uh, Andrew the bottom. Kim... Bottom? Andrew Andrew Kim would like to know: Is Darren still sticky, and if so, why? No, he like started in the middle. Jesus, it's at the bottom of mine. Fuck you. <laughs> Caleb says no, so that's that's Dar- fine. Darren is not sticky, yeah. So we don't need to know why he's not sticky. <laughs> Maybe we do. He was quite why? sticky at Worlds. That's the last time I saw Darren. Was I? I mean, sure. <laughs> um. All right. Sandy Barnabas wants to know when are you doing Thrones content? Caleb, when are you doing Thrones content? Uh, I'm not. I'm. I'm not doing Thrones content. Um, it sounds like a cool game. I just. I just. I mean, what? We're gonna get to like end of May, beginning of June, and then no one's gonna care about Game of Thrones anymore because the season will be over, and we'll have maybe five years of uh, HBO or. Uh, oh, but they're talking about doing a bunch of spin-offs. Yeah, they'll they'll milk it just like they've done for you know Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts, and everyone will start to slowly hate it more than what they should. To, and... I, I mean, to be fair, the card <laughs> game was pretty popular before the HBO series ever came out, right? Was it? Yeah, in I mean, it was still maxing out European events. At least they were still getting. I don't like, remember two... being popular. They were getting uh, like the big European event, which was Starlet, where they rent out a castle and have the tournament there. Um, that was still getting... I'm sure that was still getting, like, 200-odd people. Okay. Which is fine. Maybe even 300. It's, like, selling out every year now within, like, half an hour, and the cap is, like, 300-ish people, so... There's well, your, 
Maybe you guys should start a troll a troll of thrones podcast. There's, there's your there's your thrones content, Sandy. We just spoke about Starlet. <laughs> Incidentally, if anyone does play Thrones and listen to this, yeah. uh, they should go to Starlet because it's pretty cool. Will Bowen uh, wants to know when do you think the first cycle will rotate out? Isn't it six cycles and then it, you get a new core? Is that, or is that or eight it's, cycles? It's not specifically meant to be a new core, but yeah, it's like six or eight cycles and then the first two cycles rotate out at the same time. Yeah. There you go. They haven't ver- they haven't really said L5R specifically will follow that formula either though. No, but uh, yeah, I mean the best info we have is here's how we rotate our LCGs, right? So mm-hmm. like I mean I don't think any of their ro- LCGs have successfully rotated. Netrunner finally made it to rotation. Oh. I think they they released that core set 2.0 had a rotation and about a month later had the uh the license pulled, so and all the other LCGs just die yeah. before they rotate. Maybe we'll see it with L5R. Uh, yeah, we can have L5R 3.0. <laughs> I mean, if they just reskinned Conquest in L5R, that'd be pretty sick as well. So, did either of you play Conquest? I did not. No, it looked cool. I never played Conquest. The me- the mechanics were really fucking cool. The theme was okay. Uh, the card design was garbage. But the actual mechanics of the game was really cool. I really liked it. Uh-huh. it. I, I heard it was a pretty good game. I mean, I quit because the card design, not because the game design. So. Uh, Paul Evans. Ah, uh, Paul. Paul. Paul is a Paul. Paul's a lovely chap in real life and online. I've never seen him post anything that wasn't going lying as shit. I hate FMG. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. He's Liverpool. Can you do a Scouse accent, Kim? Is he is he a lion player? No, not even a little bit. No. Uh, uh, I I I'm not going to try. I can't, I can't do it. Um, yeah, he wants to know what Still do you there. think of the if more honourable cards in Lion? Uh, um, I I think. I like it because I think Lion needs their own specific theme. Like Unicorn are going more towards the if you go first, do something interesting, um, and that's why they've got way the Lion. Um, I hope that the uh, so uh, way the Unicorn, and then I hope that way the like the Lion cards become more of a theme where if you're more honourable or uh, something else relevant rather than just here's another force pump or military that no one cares about. Are you saying that their theme of just do like military I, I like isn't fun? I like it better than the scorpion cards. <laughs> I mean, I like everything better than the scorpion cards. So. Uh, look, I like it better than the scorpion cards that says if you're below X honor. <laughs> yeah, I I think you're right. I, I hate the if you're at a certain honor threshold. Like, that's just kind of wonky. I would have preferred if yeah. composure was purely a lion mechanic, or going forward is more of a lion mechanic. That would be kind of interesting, I think. Would it? Yeah, like it, I, I, lion needs something unique that they, 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 they at the moment they're just bad unicorn. You know, what's, and, what's not unique about here's a two cost two one and a card that gives you plus military strength? 
It's they're, just bad. It's just bad unicorn. Like, their theme is two cost two ones with pride. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what? So what? Lion need is a two cost two one that says you can meet. Like if even if they had like oh here's a two cost two one that you don't have to buy during the dynasty phase but can buy it from your provinces or has a two cost two one that says reaction you can now immediately buy another character. You know that. One of their biggest struggles is they want loads, all of these dudes, but they're always down a fate because they never get passing fate if you want to go wide. You know, so, so if they want to be these like superior tacticians and like great warriors on the battlefield, well, they need to have more dudes, but they can't have more dudes without being significantly hurt in the in the um, resource. So give them a way to gain more resource. Okay. That's, that's my that's my hot take. Okay, uh, I've I've heard you. <laughs> I'll I'll fix that. <laughs> It's okay. I I know Tyler does listen to the occasional episode, so may, maybe he's heard you and and will respond. That'd be great. You know, if, if Tyler wants me maybe. to, if Tyler wants me to design line for him, I, I'm more than happy to to look into it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, please, don't, please don't make me design line. I don't want to do that. <laughs> but you could just make a bunch of two cost two ones and then a bunch of event cards that say gain military strength and then be <laughs> like or if you win a military conflict after you win a military conflict and you're more honourable than your opponent and you have more attacking characters and you won by five or more on a one character two cost and your, and your left hand didn't touch the table for the entire uh, conflict period um. <laughs> yeah Jim Yost wants to know what are your real thoughts on Uji? He's really good. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> that's, that's that's the insight people tune into this podcast <laughs> what, for. What, what, what do you want? Like, <laughs> he, he is really really good. Like he, I would I would say he's a better five coster than um, Hotaru. He's a better five coster than Chagatai. Um, he's a better. Uh, he might. Possibly better than Yoshi. He's definitely um, not better than Yoshi. I, I would, I, I, I say possibly. He could, he could possibly be better than Yoshi. No. Like that, that's the kind of ability that Lion need—a way to buy characters in the dinosaur phase. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of the dinosaur phase, you know. <laughs> they don't even need the the minus one cost. They just need the, a guy that says if you're more honourable. You don't have to buy dues during the dynasty phase. Just wait until the conflict. Yeah, I mean, I I don't like cards that let us ignore dynasty phase in general. So, I he is. You're right. He's really good, but I don't like cards that let us ignore dynasty phase. Scorpion showed how stupid that was early in the uh, game. Well, on the flip side, though, with Scorpion is it's very difficult to get rid of Hidden Moon Dojo. Um, whereas with Uji, they if they get, if they're thinking, ha, I've got this, I'll just pass immediately the dynasty, gain the fate, and then suddenly they're no longer honoured, or suddenly they're clouded. Uji is looking very sad. Look, it's not like Scorpion. If they successfully vote for Keeper of Air, are going to be able to run all uh, all three Marker Shames, Noble Sacrifice, Soul Beyond Reproach, and Backhanded Compliments or anything. Yeah, which I think is fair. Oh shit, that's exactly what they're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> but then you can just game a Sedane and and do it back. I've I've actually been playing around with these the the keeper scorpion deck that cut in Paris. Mm-hmm. It's fucking brutal. Mm. I've killed people 
turn two by Dishonor a few times. I, had a cra- I, I bid five the first two turns against a crab, and turn two he bid one to my five, and I still dishonored him out on turn three. Were you playing your um your super secret dragon deck? No, no, no. I was playing the the keeper of earth scorpion deck that cut a parrot. Okay. My super secret dragon deck. I've actually changed splashes on anyway. So. Oh, cool. Oh yeah, we didn't mention that about Paris. I had a uh, my my my. I gave my mate my dragon deck to do the proving grounds with Sparks. And mm-hmm. uh, he uh, his first three games, he won all of his first three games. He played a grand total of thirty two minutes of L five R in those first three games. That's that's including the setup that was still going on while the uh while while the clock started. So <laughs> he probably played about twenty. What spots are you running in your super secret dagger deck? Uh, Scorpion. It's literally just the Daisho deck, but it ran backhanded compliments and deceptive offer. <laughs> and oh. <laughs> but it was like like he he in testing a few times. I've just dishonored people out in turn two draw phase. He did it in the actual tournament as well once or twice. It's like. Is it's really good. <laughs> it works surprisingly well. It it's on paper. It looks like a dog shit list. Like you're just like, why wouldn't I just play Crane Splash? But it's three backhanded compliments make the threat a lot more real. Mm-hmm. Especially with warm welcomes. <laughs> I think he dishonored someone. Like I think he did a turn two bid one to five against someone, dropping them to six honor, and then just dishonored them out in draw phase from six honor. So. <laughs> Like, I know you've got to have a god hand to do that, but that's still pretty funny. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's um, it's the problem with Daisha, though, isn't it, at the moment? Is it, it was, I think it's supposed to be like this cool, um, I'm a duelist and I'm going to make it easier for me to win duels, and it actually turned into, I'm just going to dishonor you out because you have to bid two and I can always bid one. Yeah, it should be, like, that's one, one of the reasons a crane splash works well, is you stick all the attachments on Raitsugu or Hitomi, and then wear mm. the dragon, and then do eight jewels. But, yeah. like, it should have been a reaction like Yojutsu Master. Yeah. Or an interrupt, yeah. whatever. I don't care. Yeah. But hey, hey. Uh, and, th- and that's the answer to what are our real thoughts on Uji. Uji's really good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um... So Michael Morrison asked, now that Coat has been out for a while, what's currently your favourite card from the set? Uh, without a doubt is Eugenia. That yeah. guy is nuts. That guy is amazing and just so, so good. So, so good. And it, it comes up with some of the best plays. I think, was it you, Darren, something about the, um, the assassinate yeah. my own guy so I can cloud my own Ugina. Oh yeah, yeah, so I he was attacking me with Void and I was like, well, uh he had a Tadaka with no fate on in play and I had a like cautious scout or something with no fate on. So I was like, uh uh assassinate my cautious scout and he went, Oh shit, uh cloud my Ugina <laughs> <laughs> like, like cloud just... cloud his own Ugina because I assassinated my own guy. <laughs> It's, it's cool plays like that like the, the card is is really um really interesting design like the force reactions are really cool um he's good stats and yeah I, I think he's probably the most fun and best card from the set he's not fun 
He is fun. He's more fun than Tadaka, or Consumed by Five Fires, or Display of yes. Power, or Embrace the Void. Yes, he is, but he's Soul. still not fun. <laughs> uh, what, what about you, Sparks? What's your favourite card from from Coat? Oh, I still like uh, Hametsu. Uh, is he the guy who searches for poison? Because I know... Hell yeah. Tutor is really good. And I, yeah. I think it's only going to get better when you get more poison cards. Well, that, like... I'm surprised. I, I played against a guy in the Kotai who was running Hametsu and Fiery Madness and Tainted Koku mm-hmm. and Kiriko and uh, Aramaro and Shoju. And I lost a uh, three fate. Yeah. Two, turn two, I lost a three fated Toshimoko to that bullshit because I just couldn't stop it. <laughs> Fun fact if I put one less fate on Toshimoko that turn, I'd have had the fate to stop it happening regardless. But. Uh, I kept overfating everything. Yeah. I still won that game. <laughs> Fuck you. His art's really pretty, though. I like that guy. I like that guy a lot. I think my my favorite was Toshimoko, for sure. Yeah. Um, but honestly, uh, I think the uh, Kikita Dojo is actually... Uh, over the course of Paris, overtaken Toshimoko in, in what I like. Mainly because Toshimoko always had a cloud on him every game, and my that, that didn't stop my Kikita Dojo bowing the fuck out of everything. So. <laughs> Fair. Although I do also really like Heavy Ballista. I don't know why crabs aren't playing it. They're bad. What's your least favourite card from Coat? <laughs> uh... Oh, you should have asked that oh, on God. the listener uh, questions thread. I should have, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah we, we we can't answer that since you're asking it here. <laughs> no, we can. But what do you, define least favorite? Like, because <laughs> it could be card that I hate the design of, or it could be card that I just think is total dog shit. Um, you hate the design of because dog shit. You could just choose something that's like just not very good. Okay. Uh, hang on, I'm just scrolling through the. Uh, <laughs> scrolling through the uh, <laughs> the thing. I, I am too. Uh, 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 you you go first, Caleb. Um, what in terms? Of, I think my, my so my least favorite kind of design cards. Um, oh, I had it here a second ago, then I just scrolled past it. Oh, uh, Matsusuko is pretty close to a card that I just thought. Oh, well, that's not very kind of. It's really good. Of anything. Oh, she's good stats, but eh. Oh, okay. Co- can we at least rule out Miramoto Daisho as a, the obvious choice? Because otherwise, I'm just naming Miramoto. Oh yeah, Daisho. of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's everyone's least favorite card. Oh, True. that was it. So the card that I really don't my like. My least favorite design. cards from Coat. Yeah, my yes. least favorite card what, from Coat what, is any card that says "Play only if you have six or <laughs> six or fewer honor." <laughs> <laughs> is there more than one? I know there's that Miyako undertaking. <laughs> I think that's the only one. I'm not sure. <laughs> Sorry, uh, carry on, Caleb. Sparks decided to join in the conversation <laughs> for a second. Yeah, Miyako's undertaking is the only six or less on it. Um, I, I really, I really don't like, in like five minutes ago. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> He joined in five minutes ago. Yeah, that's true. He did join in five <laughs> minutes ago. Yeah. Um, so, well, at least the favorite, favorite card is Defend Your Honor. I really don't like Defend Your Honor. I, 
that's fair. I, I I just think it's a really like it's a really strange card um, that it just isn't you know kind of intuitive. It leans heavily more heavily on like die shape being a problem. Um, but it's just a oh, yeah, cancel if you... that you're only going to run if you're playing like Hida Kasada or a massive tower and your opponent can do nothing about it. I, I ran one copy of it. Um, but yeah, no, I guess that's also an issue because you can save Miramoto Daisho till the conflict because height of fashion you're not allowed to play in a conflict, but Daisho you can play halfway through a conflict, that's fine. Mm. Um, and then you can't let go it during the conflict or you just face more duels, right? So Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly uh, that. And you, like, you know, uh, Unicorn who, or anyone who wants to go wide just can't ever face uh, Defend Your Honor. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of problems. And it's, it's keeper role only locked as well. So, like, I know that, like, on the Crane um, Discord, for example, there's, like, this big hoo-ha about what they want to pick for next. And I, I appreciate the voting's ended now, but um, the only kind of argument that people have got for keeper is, oh, but we want to play Defend Your Honor. No, that's not the only. Kind. I I was I I was the first one making arguments for keeper, and that is not the only argument. For okay, keeper. well, the last kind of couple of weeks I've been scrolling through, people are going, "Why do you want keeper?" And one of the arguments that I have seen it's... at least more than once is uh, probably about three or four times I've seen it is we want we want defend your honor, um, and that's that's not a good enough reason, I don't think. No, I, I mean, I want Keeper because there's a whole bunch of cool Keeper locked cards and more influence, and we already have a Seeker role, so what's the fucking point of having another Seeker role? True, 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 true. Uh, although, I, I do like, I really like the interaction with Defend Your Honor and Contingency Plan, and, oh, like, I, I don't know if you've seen this. Is this the, um, yeah, so, so we, water five. we initiate a duel, and then. I try and contingency plan at the resolution, and then you defend your honor on my contingency plan. So we do a new duel, and I, we just bid one to one. So of course you win the defend your honor. So my contingency plan disappears. But now our dials both say one to one. So tough. I get to a <laughs> tough. That's the, that's the outcome of the first duel where we might have had like a one to five bid. It's now just one to one. Yeah. So. So what happens if in a situation where like your your first jewel is with a dice show, your second jewel isn't with a dice show? Like, can uh, you? So the dice show specifically says while this character is involved in a jewel or while this character is dueling. Uh, where are we, Miramoto dice show? Uh, while this char- while attached character is dueling. So even if the jewel resolves against someone else halfway through the jewel that the dice shows in, that mm-hmm. guy with the dice show is still dueling. So you still have that restriction on your bid in the other duel that has nothing to do with that character. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. That's yeah. some, uh, that's some quality, that's some quality interaction right there. Um, so, uh, I, I think I've stalled enough. My least favorite card is Hantai. Hantai? Okay. Hantai. That's, um, that's, that's pretty uh, controversial. A lot of people like Hantai. Uh, I just, like he's so expensive and he doesn't actually accelerate any kind of chance to win the game all he does is stall the fuck out of the game and also the fucking misdirect action is bullshit strong like i don't if you, if you've ever sat there and played against a hantai and been like well i need to do an action but the first attempt to do anything he's going to redirect so basically i just choose to do nothing 
and then he bows you and you can't stand your guy because as long as your opponent has a bowed guy or you have a different bowed guy, your opponent's like, yeah, no, you, you don't stand that guy. Like, I just... <laughs> He he just basically he does like what happens when a crab drops a watch commander into a battle and you're on low on it. You just go, Alright, I pass. And then you don't do anything until he fucks off. Like yeah. that, that's I I don't like cards where they just make you go, Alright, I'll just do nothing, I guess. So like die show then. Yeah, it's, it's the same deal. Like if if my opponent has a dice show on, I'm not going into that conflict and I'm not playing cards. Like uh, or as much as possible, I'm not going to do anything. I so, think this is what people have realised certainly recently is if you got a die show, just ignore them and walk walk away from them. Yeah. <laughs> but then you're allowing a guy to slowly knock your provinces over, and it's like if they go first, they attack you, so you don't defend. They knock a province over, then they stand their guy, so you can't attack into them. So then they attack back, knock another province over. Like is that's not an interactive game. You should play consumed by five fires and just destroy the dice show. I mean, I was playing Frostbit and Crossing, uh, so uh, I did Talisman at one point in a, one of the friendlies because I didn't play Dragon all weekend. I did Talisman a uh, massive right Sugu Tower over to my Frostbit and then laugh, <laughs> laugh as I killed the dice show and like four other attachments, none of which were Finger of Jade. Brilliant. <laughs> Uh, so, Ray Dent asks, in your opinion, what would be the best way to, for FFG to fix the power level of Lion without going too far and making them too powerful? I mean, you already answered that, right? I think so, yeah. Just just give them something unique that isn't what Unicorn are doing, you know? What, what about Sparks? Didn't Lion just want a Kotai? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good. That, that's a good point. I think we should uh, add Lions Pro Brawler to the restrict list. That should fix, that should fix the power level of Lions. Like I get why, and but, but, I mean, but I heard someone say that like make, possibly making uh, for greater glory just zero influence, and so no one can play it apart from Lion, and just take out the restricted list so they can play that card because that would actually benefit Lions wide build. That you can then actually like keep your white your like huge board alive. I think, I I think it would be you you take F for great glory off, but you add cav reserves on because it was the cav reserves for great glory that was the biggest issue, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The the issue with that being like for greater glory was added to the list because getting however potentially infinite fate value out of breaking a province is really fucking strong. Like, like if you if you allow them it, to it run is. that and they get a like Taturi and a, they charged in a Matsu Seventh Legion, they had like three little guys and you for great glory all of them. Like, the, there's no way you're gonna lose that game as a lion. Like, you're bored. Well, that's not true because you you still gotta commit like a huge amount to. Cause, like, yeah, but that doesn't matter. You're bored. In... You as long as you don't die that turn, you go in next turn with a massive board advantage, like like an obscene board advantage. Yeah, surely that's what Lion wants to do is these great tacticians, you know, they they want to sacrifice because that's the whole idea of um the uh art of art of war is that you sacrifice something to gain a, a tactical and, and confliction advantage. So this is what for Great Glory is doing is, is you send a huge army into a small province, completely decimate it to gain but, a tactical advantage, but then you might lose one or two yourself, you know. So, but, yeah, so, so, so that's the beat. 
bring it so back. So you buy out your army, you spend maybe half the fate you're going to spend by fating them manually, and then you spend one fate and just cover them in fate. Like, this is too swingy. That That's too swingy. How is that any less swingy than, um, you know, like, consumed by five fires one guy and then gaining it all back because you've got Embrace the Void? I mean, that is also an issue. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to argue it's less swingy. <laughs> I'm just going to... <laughs> or or, or how, is any, how is it any less swingy than, uh, you know, cav reserving um, you know, three guys in and then playing Unleash the Jin and meaning that they're massive, you know... Uh, 14 forced character they've spent 30 fate on um, is now a 3-3 and there's nothing in the game that can stop that. Uh, I mean you can counter spell. But... Oh yeah sure you can you can, you can can defend your honour I guess. Or you know censure or voice of honour or 4 do. But you know what I mean like yeah, you, no, know, you, like, you like, can do those things to forget. That's, that's true but, but that's that like, gives that gives like for the unicorn one is still a problem like I still think that's an issue but that gives them one conflict of that whereas the lion one gives you your army for a whole extra turn yeah but it's only one of your armies it's not like um, well it's not one of your armies it's like your entire board only if you send them all into the conflict. Yeah, but you can afford to do that against any against any normal two conflict clan you can afford to give up potentially to because if you push that massive army at me and I know or suspect you're running for greater glory like it puts it on me to stick a bunch of guys in front and try and stop that break so like it doesn't matter that you pushed your whole army in because I had to commit everything to defend if I want to stop it but this is the problem that Lion's got at the moment with HMT is that you can push your entire army into into a, a province really early and if, you're, if your opponent's savvy enough and just goes I don't care that you break, but as long as you don't break by five, I'm okay. Um, and I've, you know, I, I've seen it happen quite a few times. I've done it myself, where the, the, your opponent, as a lion player, spends their entire hand trying to force pump, force pump, force pump, uh, hits the break, but doesn't get the five plus, doesn't hit HMT off, and then suddenly just goes downhill because they completely oh, rinse I mean, the hand cards. I mean, so the... if you're able, to, if you're able to defend against um, uh, what an, an obvious um, for greater glory attack. Or are you able to? And this is the problem they had before with uh, policy debate. Just oh, policy debate you. It's out your hand. Or um, I don't know how the. Would you be able to like um, upholding authority before they for great glory? Uh, for great glory's reaction to the break, isn't it? I think so. Uh, and uh, upholding authority is an interrupt to the break. So. So uh, yeah, you UA goes first. Yeah, but um, like regardless of all that, uh. Part of what you're or saying is HM, got, HMT isn't that Lion HMT isn't that good. I I think Lion HMT isn't that good. I think their core stronghold is better for them, but and that core stronghold also gives them more chance to break because it gives flat force pump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is you know if if Lion's uh, big like tactical advantage is to go in one at a time with a huge army and just overwhelming numbers and then just run over. That's why they've got the uh, like the new three-cost card that honours all their guys when they win a military conflict. That's why they've got um, you know, for great glory if they have for great glory. Yeah, but you only, you only need to... You don't need to do one big conflict a turn. You need to be do one big conflict once and then you keep five guys in play like 
and next turn you buy out, say, three more guys, and now you have eight guys in play. Like, you then don't need to do one big army. You you then have, like, a massive board you can split into every conflict quite comfortably. Mm-hmm. And th- this is th- that will then bring counterplay to the meta where they have to stop Lion getting a massive board all with a bunch of fate on because they played for Greater Glory, you know? Nah. I think I think the biggest reason why For Greater Glory was put on the restricted list is to stop Unicorn and it had a massive detriment effect on what Lion could then do. Like one of the biggest awesome like big brain plays you could do was flip uh um what's it called? Uh Ujaki? The, yeah, and that was fucking bullshit. You get you <laughs> buy like you buy like two guys, and then you end the conflict with like seventeen guys in play, and go, yeah, oh yeah, I'll how, just fake them. How, how difficult was it to for Lion to win the Imperial favor if they didn't fit the palace? You know, not like, that fucking difficult. I had that exact play happen to me multiple times in one tournament last year. So I, I think like Lion have a, a, a reasonable uh, like are certainly at disadvantage to get the favor compared to a lot of other fans. No, they're fine. <laughs> like so this is in my opinion what would be the best way for FFG to fix the power level of line without going too far committing too powerful would be to to make them too the, powerful give them for greater glory back and make sure that Unicorn pl- can't play it and then just see, like you know give them uh, more ways to go wide you know make Lion the wide clan um, and able to keep their board alive a bit better. Like, make it difficult. Make it really difficult to play these cards. Like, all of Lion's cards are really difficult to do. They've got massive restrictions on them, whether you need to be higher on it, or you need to have a higher bid dial, or a lower bid dial, or, you know, uh, all of these things. But they're really, really powerful effects. You know, and make that their theme, that they've got powerful effects that need to work out. As an aside to that, is it... uh... I can't remember if this guy was in Coat or if he was earlier. You know the guy who says um, reaction after you bid lower than your opponent, just draw a card. Draw a card. Yeah, the um, tactician's apprentice was in the was in Imperial Cycle. Uh, so, no, uh, Element, Elemental Cycle. So um, Dario, one of uh, one of my mates in here in the UK, he's he keeps testing Ryan, and that guy's actually really annoying because I know he's going to bid four, but I don't want to bid four i want to bid five so i'll mm. bid five anyway and just bleed an honor to no card advantage or very occasionally he'll i think he'll work out that i've gone ah fuck this guy i'm gonna bid four and he'll drop his bid to three at that point and then i'm still fucking not getting anywhere so yeah so make make line the cool like ta- like the, the tactician like um keyword was huge in old five r for lion and commander seems to be their new keyword it's about being that like superior on the battlefield military prowess so make that the a thing that they're able to outthink their opponent by like you know bidding lower and having more honor and, and doing that kind of thing and for great glory uh, pandas to that where you have to balance as whether you're going to win this conflict by completely you know uh, having your entire army run into a province and hope that your opponent doesn't just all out defend and go right now you do nothing because i've got enough bow or something sparks is totally messaging me saying he's bored of lion don't let him tell you otherwise. Um, uh, <laughs> and uh, Lion yeah, sucks. <laughs> I think I think I think we can at least come to the conclusion that Lion have won more Kurtis and Crane, so Lion are OP and need some restrictions. Yeah, um, sure. So, final question from Edward Kim: uh, When will one of you become Hatamoto? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's a fair answer for any of us, right? Not not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might. The, I, I fucking hate playing Crane in Europe. There are so many good Crane players in Europe. Like, 
Like I'm pretty sure last year someone went like three, three or four, three in a Kotai with Crane in America and hat motored as Crane, and I'm like, I can't do shit over here. Well, you got, you got Birmingham. I think I have a better chance now that Scorpion's been nerfed to become Habdamoto, though. I'm. I do hope Birmingham. Um, uh, I well, this is the one thing. This is the one benefit Brexit might bring is if all the good European crane players can't come to the UK because of Brexit for Birmingham, I might be able to do it there. <laughs> that is the greatest silver lining I've ever heard. <laughs> well, this thing that has completely ruined everything that's great about our country might help me get a pretty play mat when I go to Birmingham. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I will 100% just sell because they still sell for silly amounts of money. <laughs> yeah, but you'll get a shiny pin that you'll keep and wear it everywhere. All right, I've got one of those pins already. I've got one at Worlds. What, the big one? Yeah. Oh. I, I stood up when they asked for all the Hatamotos to stand up, proudly displaying my Hatamoto pin. Got so what given. you're saying is you lied. Someone someone gave it to me and was like, you you should be a Hatamoto. Or, or I feel bad that I have multiple and you don't have one. Something like that. So, <laughs> I think it might have been the second one. <laughs> but yeah, so I, was, I, I stood up with the other Hatamotos and was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. So... Fuck you, I have a pin, so I count this one. I'd like to get Hatamoto. Um, it's likely, though, that if the crane packs out for Birmingham, I'll be playing crane, so I won't get Hatamoto. You can fuck off getting crane Hatamoto before. That, that will be utterly hilarious if I manage to pull Hatamoto. He's going to get crane Hatamoto before you, Darren. That would be hilarious. Um, <laughs> that would be really, really beautiful. And I really hope that like everyone else does that as well. That, like Everyone bandwagons onto, oh, onto crane. Oh, and, uh, I was, apart from Darren. I was actually quite worried in Paris that uh, Jason uh, might might get uh, his, his Hammertron on the uh, Discord, but I was legitimately worried that he might get Hammer before me. <laughs> I was like, I was like, J- Jason's legitimately a good player, like, but I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm a better player, and I was just sat there going, "He's gonna fucking hat him out, isn't he?" I'm just gonna fucking hate my life. Didn't he before he lost the game? Yeah, I I lost my first game in round two because that's what happens in every single event I play in. I think Mm. I just lose in round. I did that in Birmingham last year, lost in round two. Mm. Did it in Wales last year, lost in round one and round two, but still counts. Mm. Yeah. Maybe if I just stop losing, I'll start winning. Just win. That's what you need to do. Just win. All right. Well, with that uh, insightful knowledge, uh, anyone got anything else to say? Because we've been talking for about a billion hours, and I want to go to bed. No, that's okay. I think you've having me on. Billion hours is a long time. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, glad you yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. It was uh, it was nice to talk to someone who isn't Sparks for a couple hours. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with my mic acting up right now. Yeah, I think it's the internet. It seems it seems to be mostly better now, but uh, I didn't want to say anything in case you started talking again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, all right.